The Pat Kenny Show with Matter Private Network on News Talk. 24 Ukrainian refugee families moved into new modular housing units at Dorley Park in Sligo on Wednesday and our first guest this morning believes that this accommodation should have gone to Irish people in need. I'm joined by Independent TD for Sligo, Mark McSharry. Mark, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, we've spoken to you before about the displacement of students from student accommodation in Sligo uh, to make way for asylum seekers. Um, Is this, in your mind, an additional affront that brand new and fairly beautiful modular homes are not going to Irish people? Well, look, it's, a, it's an example of the continuing failing in government policy. And, and I mean, it's it's terrible, but we have to preface this uh, engagement by saying, I'm not a racist, I'm not a zealot, I'm not a xenophobe. We're a compassionate and welcoming nation, hugely conscious of our own story when it comes to the needs for immigration. However, um, uh, nationally and in a European context, there has been no strategic approach taken to this. uh, And we as a relatively small nation have overextended ourselves by a distance and even within government here have lacked a joined up approach such that seven weeks ago, uh, you are the only uh, media median who gave an airing to the fact that 500 student families have been displaced and that issue is continuing. Uh, and then we have these 24 beautiful homes in Dorley Park and Sligo. Again, it's not about the 24 families that have been housed. Of course, we want to welcome them and do the best we possibly can for them. However, when this plan was mooted at the end of October last, I raised the issue in the doll with then Taoiseach Michal Martin on the 9th of November. And I put the question to him that the 1,500 people and families on the Sligo housing list, the 2,400 in Donegal and the 700 in Leitrim, just to mention those in my constituency, had asked me to ask him, when would emergency planning law be invoked to provide them with modular housing? Now, now, Um, before we continue, Mark, I want to get uh, some chapter and verse on these modular homes. I, I have seen a picture of them. They look Absolutely beautiful. The landscaping is in place uh, and anyone would be very happy uh, to to move in. Um, How were they built? I mean, they're modular, therefore they could be quickly constructed. But in terms of planning, what planning did they have? Was it done under emergency planning Um, or could they do the same? Could anybody do the same and build a house very quickly uh, under the planning laws? If the government so wished, yes, is the answer to that question. It is under emergency planning legislation, uh, which waives, in effect, the planning process for a three-year period, uh, after which they can go for attention. They are very beautiful. Work only commenced in mid-February. We are now not the end of July and people have moved in. So this is a stark reminder to the mainly homeless people and the many on the housing lists nationally of what can be done when the same can-do attitude blank checkbook approach is being taken to our own. Talk to me about the blank checkbook. How much do these cost or do we know? I actually don't have that figure. Um, but um, as, again, I raised this issue in, on, on the 9th of November and asked, you know, can it be done for others? And, you know, I got a kind of a dithery response from the then T-shirt Michal Martin, who said it was just a pilot scheme. But here we are. Uh, and it seems in the face of so many difficulties we're having in terms of our own homegrown issues, uh, solutions when it comes to other issues are immediate. Uh, money is not an issue. There aren't long-winded tendering processes uh, and so on. 
Uh, and this is the latest manifestation of that. Okay. So, so just to be clear, uh, this was done as a pilot program, therefore perhaps getting around the tendering process, because we know, you know, under EU law and so on, contracts of a certain size have to be put out there for one and all. And that slows everything down, uh, no matter what the project is, be it housing or uh, something else. But is it your point that we are in a housing emergency and therefore needs must? My my point is these powers always existed. But it seems that when we're in the international glare, uh, the sky is the limit in what we're prepared to do. Uh, It's not a question of either or. It's a question of our own as well. Uh, And that is the issue. I mean, it is telling, Pat, that you are the only show to have covered the student accommodation problem and this issue of all of our mainstream issue, uh, all of our mainstream media. This is the biggest issue on the ground among people in Ireland at the moment, bar none. But they're afraid of their lives. Normal people are afraid they have to open their mouth for fear of being labelled a racist, a zealot, a xenophobe or whatever. And and without an appropriate uh, uh, response from government to this, what we do risk We do risk our reputation as a welcoming and compassionate nation because people who are based here, not just Irish, of many nationalities, be they students, and that issue, as I've said, is ongoing, be it families in the Northwest or elsewhere in the country where these modular units have been put in place, um, you know, are wondering, well, what about us as well? Now, um, there are two aspects to this. One is uh, that these are temporary in nature, that the planning has been suspended for three years. But after that time, uh, retention can be sought. And I'm not familiar with Dorley Park, so I'm not sure whether there would be any areas of contention about retention uh, because they look like uh, beautiful homes and they will stand the test of time. They last for decades and, and decades um, but is that not the issue that if you start to do these in huge numbers, that inevitably when it comes uh, time for retention, that uh, local people might be up in arms about keeping what they would see as housing in an inappropriate location? Well, I, I don't think it's an inappropriate location for housing because it's on a site of a very historic 1950s built masonettes that were demolished some years ago. The, count, the site was owned by the council in Sligo uh, and it was diverted to the Department of Children and this project was managed by the OPW and SISC were the people who carried out the building. They have an 85-year uh, um, uh, lifespan. Um, after the three years, they can go for retention. In theory... They can revert to the local authority should um, we don't have should 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 yeah. uh, refugees choose to return home, um, and that's really it, the point, Mark. I mean, yeah. Irish people, and you mentioned fifteen hundred people on the housing list in Sligo. Um, I don't know where they're living, but they're managing, shall we say, whether it's rental or uh, otherwise, they want permanent homes. Um, the Ukrainians come here; they've nobody. Uh, They've nobody to turn to, no granny, no aunt, no uncle, no pal, uh, where they can couch surf. They're depending on the generosity of the state. Um, And, you know, that's why they're maybe jumping the queue. And it's hoped that they will, you know, when war ends, return to the place where they want to be, which is Ukraine, thus liberating the houses if they get retention for the use of the Irish people. Theoretically, that's all correct, Pat. But what's missing in this is the fact that Ireland are an outlier in Western Europe by a country mile in terms of the supports that we are providing. As I've said on your show in June, we are de facto marketing Ireland for a location 
And on top of that, we have an unjoined up government ambivalent to the needs of their own in prioritization of an international reputation for those at the top. Uh, and the sky is the limit approach to what we're prepared to do for people coming here. All of us want to do what we can in an international context to assist countries who are having difficulties, especially those in the mm. Ukraine. Now, um, just to, to see whether, uh, as you say, you, you don't want to be either or, you want it to be both. Uh, housing refugees in dire need and also housing Irish people who uh, deeply desire to have a home of, of their own. Are you familiar with other places in Sligo where if there was a will, uh, such modular homes could be put up in greater numbers and as quickly as CISC have done this job in six months? Well, this is down to the state. No, but I mean, are you familiar in your own constituency of fairly uh, acceptable locations where this might be done in larger numbers? There is no shortage of land in state ownership, be it in my constituency uh, or indeed your own for the development of housing for people in need. Um, uh, and, and, you know, and, and, and this is the point. I mean, it absolutely is not either or. But, I mean, if we can do this in four months for people, uh, and you've seen the pictures, uh, and I'd encourage people, if they're, if they're visiting Sligo, go and have a look. They're absolutely fantastic. Ask many of the homeless people or the people who are couch surfing or people with three kids who are living in a three-bed semi-detached with mom and dad who are elderly. Would they be prepared and welcome um, to be able to pay a modest rent to have one of these? I mean, it's a no-brainer. Uh, some of the comments coming in on WhatsApp, it's not as simple as that. Irish homeless are poor, which is an economic problem. Ukrainians fleeing war, that's a humanitarian issue. A state has to help if it is a humanitarian issue. If you're poor, huh, that's your problem. Another one on WhatsApp, a three-year pause and then retention is effectively a guarantee of granting permission at the end of that period. They're hardly going to be refused and demolished after the three years. It's brilliant, but very unfair on everyone else, says Leo in Wexford. Another one says, hi Pat, that's not true. Modular homes cannot be built by anyone. For example, in Dublin, council laws do not allow these due to regulation. So as on board Planola seem to be a law unto themselves, I'm not sure the government can do anything unless uh, there is a huge, and I mean huge, overhaul of the planning system. On WhatsApp, I've interviewed the families that are living in those homes. They cost about 200k. It's a trial project, and if successful, it will be rolled out for other projects. When the Ukrainians leave, the houses will be left and used for other people. That's from Claire Ronan. You probably know her. She's from Ocean FM, Mark. Um, Why did Sligo not put in a mixture of ethnic groups? Otherwise, we'll never get any integration into society. That's from Louise and Tume, suggesting that you'll have a little enclave of Ukrainian families who, you know, just won't get to meet Sligo people very much, if uh, except for the kids in school. Yeah, I mean, they're all very good points. Just one thing on the board, Panola thing. This is all done on emergency planning. It can be done in an instant if government choose in any part of the country on state-owned lands. Um, the idea that it will revert to Irish people, of course, is very welcome in due course. But we're nowhere near that at the moment. What we have at the moment is we're increasing. Uh, the number of people we take per day. And because of the support we have available, as much as it's uh, uh, not nice to hear for some people, we are de facto marketing this country over and above the likes of Denmark, Belgium, Netherlands, comparable nations. Um, It is having a direct impact on the availability of accommodation for families based here, students and so on, 
And this is the latest manifestation of that policy failing. And we all like to be as touchy-feely as we can. We all want to embrace our humanitarian responsibilities in an international context. But we can't be stupid and foolish about it. We must be conscious Mm. of displacement here and conscious of our capacity. Now, this is a good news story in many ways because it shows what can be done in four months when in the international spotlight. Let's bloody well get on with it in catering for some of our own. In the meantime, as you say, there are still people coming from Ukraine, lesser in number, but still coming. And then there are those seeking international uh, protection. I'm not sure if you saw the report from the UK this morning that the Home Secretary, Suella Breverman, is going to buy tents to house up to 2,000 people on disused airfields and so on. I mean, that's the other extreme. I mean, nobody wants to, to be forcing people into that kind of accommodation. Certainly not. And we had that in Dublin last October. And at the time, I raised the fact that if we had a centralized European approach to this, um, you know, we could, I mean, if people have to be housed, and let's look at where the climate is better rather than putting them in the rain outside Dublin in November. Uh, you know, there needs to be a pan-European strategic approach taken uh, to our humanitarian responsibilities. And again, let me reiterate, I want to do as much as anybody else in, in the world. But, 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 but we're handling this very badly. And I mean, back to the student thing for a second, seven weeks on, Pat, there's no solution to that. And the emails coming into our office, uh, and indeed my colleagues in, in, in the Dáil and all councillors is, you know, does my child have to defer? Yeah. There were six beds available to rent on, HAP, on, on DAF.ie earlier this week in Sligo. That's before any student emerges. You know, uh, more of the WhatsApps and texts. When modular housing was proposed for Irish people, there was uproar. They wanted real houses, they said, and not modular. Well, they should have a look online at these uh, houses. I think they'd be happy uh, to live in them, as would I. Uh, yet again, a government housing failure. I was looking at a home to rent in Sligo, 1250 for a tiny house in the middle of nowhere. I didn't get it, as somebody else got it. We can't go on the housing list because we earn too much. Uh, can't get a, a mortgage because I'm divorced. We got our eviction notice two months ago. Panic. Help us also. I want to buy land, but can't get permission even to get our caravan onto it. I would love a modular home. Mark, you have uh, certainly raised an interesting discussion. Uh, I mean, people might accuse you of uh, being a xenophobe and all of that kind of thing. But I accept your main point. It shouldn't be either or. It should be for both. And if we can do this quickly, let's do it in spades. I agree with you 100%. All right, Mark McSherry, Independent TD for Sligo. Uh, Thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.